Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Praise the Lord. All right, we've been in this series. We just started. How many need a breakthrough? Because I'm at my breaking point. We've been in this thing. I'm at my breaking point. I need a breakthrough. I need a little bit of help. Now listen, you might be saying, well, Pastor Chris, I don't really need a breakthrough. You're going to need a breakthrough sooner or later, but we have to understand what a breakthrough is. And this is what a breakthrough is. It's the point at which a person gives way under stress. Okay? So this is what a breaking point is all about. It's the point where a person gives way under stress. It's the point at which something breaks or gives away. The breaking point of something is a point at which stress has increased so much that things begin to fall apart and break down. Now listen. You might be in this season now, or you might come to this season, but here's the thing. Put this thing in the archives if you have to. If you're not walking through it right now, sooner or later, you're going to need a breakthrough. And a breakthrough isn't always a bad place. It's a place of growth. How many need a breakthrough in your marriage? You know, I'm at the point where I, they're so stressed out, man. Something don't give. Well, listen, this is reality. It comes. We need a breakthrough in our finances, man. We are such a, we're so strapped. Some people just like, man, I got six bucks in the bank, man. If God don't, come on. This is life. How about your kids? These kids are wearing me out, man. You know, I'm not saying you, but you know what I mean? There's going to be a season when some decisions in life are going to be hard. And you're like, man, we need a breakthrough with these kids. We need a breakthrough in this area. What happens? It's just gotten so heavy down with stress and burden. And I'm so pressed in, man. I'm so tired of it. Something's got to change. Y'all lying in church. Stop. You know, I went to that Jimmy Evans seminar I told you last week. I got in a fight before we left the parking lot. How about you? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How many went to that Jimmy Evans thing? You know, praise God, we're going to work on this marriage. I fought before we got out the car. To dig. How far is that? <laughs> What's the matter with you? That Jimmy Evans seminar didn't do nothing to you. You're supposed to be changed by that. <laughs> y'all know, y'all lie. Just lie. You lie and get away with it because you sit next to the person you're lying about. I'm, I don't got to, I'm, I'm unfiltered up here. All right? You know, how many, we praise be to God. We did the Dave Ramsey Financial Freedom. We so broke right now, we can't even buy the books for the Dave Ramsey Financial Freedom. You know what I'm talking about? You try to use this stuff, and sometimes it looks, well, I went to anger management. What happened? I punched the teacher. Glory be to God. Come on, somebody. You are in a spot where life is not always easy have you oh you think life's easy go to the grocery store don't get me going i didn't have to go this week but i go with her it's like a comedy act have you been now now i'm liking it though because now there's more direction now there's circles on the floor where i'm supposed to stand that helps me bro because i don't know what six feet is all the time and here's my thing you moving so now when you move we gotta like do this like you go for it i gotta go back what are we doing Dude, this world's whacked out right now, guys. Come on. You ain't stressed out? You're not stressed out because you've been in the house. And if you've been in the house by yourself, you're probably going loony right now. But here's the thing. If you're with your spouse, you need marriage counseling. <laughs> Bottom line. So you need this. And if you, well, not us. We're doing good. Uh, stay in that house a little bit longer. Sooner or later, something's about ready to give. You might be doing good, but is she doing good? Hey, I feel the Holy Ghost. Why? Hey, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> you know, she's just like, if he doesn't go in the garage right now, 
If he doesn't go in the garage right now, I'm going to hit him in the head with a pan. I'm going to pan it. I got a pandemic, all right? It's the pan hitting him upside the head. It's going to be a pandemic. I'm going to pandemic him right in the head. Pan and pandemic right in the head. There it is right there. Pow, right in the head. I'm about ready to lose it, bro. I got to go walk around the neighborhood. Don't do that too close because then the neighbors don't know. They don't know the deal neither. You walk by somebody like right side, left side, bro. You better call it right now. Right or left, what are we doing? Come on. This is it. You ain't breaking yet? All right, watch. watch. You, 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 guess what? It's a holiday weekend. Your relatives are coming over. Yeah. Guess what they've been doing? Trapped with you. Trapped at home. Trapped. Breaking point. What is a breaking point? Let's be spiritual. Oh, Okay. It's basically when something has reached its breaking point, it's undergone many trials and tensions. How many need a breaking point now? Thank you. I needed one from this morning. It was like, it's 1130. I needed one from nine o'clock. How about you? All right, good. But I'm at my breaking point. What do I need? I need a breakthrough. What's a breakthrough? Life isn't meant to be perfect, but here's the thing. We got challenges. We got hardships. We got suffering. We got all that stuff. But here's the bottom line. God still wants me to grow. It's all about grow up. God, remember this, God is not concerned about my comfort as much as he's concerned about my character, okay? So God will work on character and override your comfort because he don't care if you're comfortable in the character growth. It's very important now. Somebody say, well, I don't know if I believe that. I believe it because guess what? God wants you to become the full mature individual you're supposed to be in the things of God. So we all grow in the fullness of Christ. What's that mean? We're growing spiritually. When we go through trials and tests, what do we do? We get mad. Why do we get mad? Because we get mad because we don't think we're supposed to go through trials and tests. But I got news for you. The only way to really grow is you got to go through stuff. That's the only way you grow. How are you going to believe God for money unless you got money pressure? How are you going to believe God for changing that marriage unless you got marriage pressure? How do you think anything is going to grow without pressure? Pressure is the only way to grow. Count it all joy when you fall into these various tests and trials. Why? Knowing this, that the trying of your faith is the work of patience. Oh, yay. Where do we grow the patient fruit? You got a patient fruit tree in your backyard? I cut mine down. I don't like patience. I don't want to wait for nothing to grow. I don't want to wait nowhere. I don't like waiting. If you like waiting, stay in Florida. Have fun. I don't like waiting in the grocery store. I don't want to wait nowhere. I'm going to tell you right here now, I'm going to get, this might be sin. I ain't waiting in Chick-fil-A. You people are crazy. That line's 40 minutes, man. Y'all nuts. It ain't that good. Get over it. And I said it in church, and oh, well, the Lord will be with me. Praise God. It's like a four-hour project up in here. Sit in line. They got you wrapped around. They, They need help, man. Did he just say that out loud? Yeah, it's the Lord's chicken. Get over it. I don't care. Whatever you want to say. The Lord of me could work that out later on the way home. Can we go there, Daddy? If you got an hour to kill, nah, I'm not doing it. When you're stuck, how many of you feel stuck? Okay, that was funny. Laugh. But when you're stuck, you seem to be what? In the same place, stuck in the same rut. How many of you got in a spiritual rut? You get in a life rut? You get in a light? You get in a rut with your relationship with God? This is happening. This happens. Look at your neighbor. I know you ain't supposed to be looking at your neighbor, but look at your neighbor. Say, it's happening. Come on. How about this one? You're not growing. You ever feel like you're not growing? You ever feel like things ain't moving? You ever feel like everything's on hold? You ever feel like you hit the pause button on your life? Man, that pause button's miserable. 
Because I'm not going forward and I'm not going backward. I'm just stuck. I'm stuck in a house with people too, stuck. <laughs> no, right? But yeah, children of Israel freaked out over that. You know why? Because when they, when they were like going forward, they're like, look, we remember what it was like to go backwards. We want to go back to what's familiar. When you're stuck, you can't even move. When you get stuck, there's only one place to go, and that's forward. God sometimes will stick you right where you're at because you can't go back. Costs you too much. You don't need to throw in no salt pillar like Lot's wife. That's why she got in trouble. She looked back. Let me tell you, the problem is not looking back. The problem is with the desire in you to want to look back. What is in me that wants to look back? Ain't a problem with taking a glimpse to look back, but if something in you wants to go back more than it wants to go forward, you got a problem on your hands. You got to work that out. So here's how you do it, right? How about this one? With each passing year, you look like you're in the same spot you were. Nothing's changed. There's more to this thing. And God, how many feel like I took two steps forward and come on. I took two steps forward. <laughs> I took one step forward and two steps back. You know what I'm saying? You took two steps forward. I took three steps back. I took four steps forward. I took five steps back. You know what I'm saying. doesn't feel like I'm getting ahead. Amen? Here's the key. Remember this, and this is important. Even though it may feel like that, we're going to help you today to get a breakthrough in the areas of life where you need it. And I think this is going to be big. All right? Come over here. Genesis 32. I want to show you something. We're going to talk about Jacob just a little bit. I got it in an amplified Bible. It just reads a little good. How many know Jacob needed a breakthrough? All right, now let me explain something and give you a little quick little hint. Jacob, of course, you understood, robbed the birthright from his brother Esau. He's kind of in trouble. Just to understand the moment and the time, Jacob has to pass through land that his brother basically is his. And as he's getting ready to go through, he knows that their next encounter with Esau is probably not going to be good because I kind of did him wrong the last time I seen him. And really, there was a rift. Jacob tries to kind of make a peace pact, send something ahead. It didn't work. Esau's like, bro, you ain't getting out of this one easy. You're basically going to have a problem. And Jacob, because of desperation, knows that if I don't get something to change, this is not going to turn out well on my behalf. But I got news for you. Sometimes when you think you need an outward breakthrough, it's all about an inward change. Amen? Write that down. That's important. Sometimes my outside or my outward things I need to see breakthrough in is about an inward change. And let me explain that. When you walk through a season of life and you feel like, man, why do I have the pressure in this arena of thought? It's about a breakthrough on the internal. Breakthrough on the outside is really transformation of you on the inside. That no matter what I'm walking through, I know that God is getting ready to give me the internal strength to push through the external problems. That's what God's doing. He's equipping you and getting you ready. It might not be comfortable, but God is working on your character. Okay? And this is the cool part, because if you don't see how this flows, you maybe would miss a moment. But I really like this. Jacob was left alone and wrestled with God until daybreak. And when the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and Jacob's thigh was put out of joint, and he wrestled with him. How many know he's physically strong in stature? Jacob, Jacob's been struggling from the womb. 
I'll explain that. Then he said, let me go for the, for the daybreak is come. But Jacob said, I'm not letting you go until you declare the blessing upon me. The man asked him, what is your name? In shock, he realization, he understood this and whispered, I am Jacob, the supplanter, the schemer, the trickster, and the swindler. Basically saying, I'm a liar, I'm a cheater, I'm a messed up man. And he said, your name shall be no more called Jacob supplanter, but Israel contender with God. And he's going to make a nation out of a man that was a mess. I got news for you. Sometimes in the place of pressure, your real you shows up. Not the you you think you are, but the real you God created you to be. That's what pressure does. It breaks you out of the potential of what you see yourself to be, and it pushes you into the potential that God has already given you. See, you see, sometimes we need pressure to start changing the way we see ourselves. See, he got a wrong image of himself. He's got a wrong image of himself because of wrong seasons. I want you to write this down. I think this is really important. Don't let one season of your life define the rest of the seasons of your life. Don't let one season of your life. I, I said it like this. Don't be defined by a moment in time. Come on, somebody. Don't be defined by a moment in time. Come on. He getting ready to give you a brand new season. Don't be defined. Look, man, say you went bankrupt. Big deal. Get over it. If you ain't going to make money, you ain't going to make money without trying. So maybe, maybe you got divorced. I've been married, divorced, married, divorced. Don't worry about it. Come on. Sooner or later you get it right. Come on, somebody. Amen. Look, I'm not lightning. Perhaps because you're lightning. No, man, you're already living it. What am I lightning? What am I, what am I really lightning? You, you're already doing it. So you started a business and it failed. Big deal. Get back up. Don't let a moment in time define the rest of your life. You understand? Don't let it happen because you start living out of the mindsets of a season. Write that down. That's so important. Don't live in the mindset of a season of life. Past mistakes ain't got nothing to do with your future success. Don't let one season of your life speak into your next season of life. That's what Israel did. Jacob started to say, this is what I am. This is how I produce. This is what I do. I lie, I cheat, I steal. I'm a messed up man. He said, no. He said, you don't even know who you are. And sometimes in life, your identity has been found by the actions that you have continually over process of time have habitually commit. But I got news for you. One breakthrough and something's got to shift. One brand new identity of who you really are. You're like, I was drunk for 20 years. Well, guess what? You ain't drunk no more, baby. Come on, somebody. Come on, I got people in this church who were high for a decade. They don't even remember one guy. He said, I was high from 80 to 90. I don't remember none of it. I said, praise be to God, bro. Just do it over. Come on, man. Listen to what I'm saying to you. Stop letting a season of maybe what you think was failure define the rest of the seasons of success God is getting ready to bring you to. Why do I need the pressure of a moment? Maybe you made a bad decision. Join the club. Maybe you made some mistakes. Join the club. Get this T-shirt. Been there, done that. Maybe you messed up. Okay, who in the room? You'll be the first one to get up and say, I have it. I don't see no recipients, so praise be to God. I think we're in good company. Come on, pick it up and let's go. Maybe this marriage isn't what you want it to be. Let's get ready to make the next season the greatest season you've ever seen. Maybe your mind isn't where you want it to be, but let's But Pastor Chris, I've been in therapy for 30 years. That's okay. Guess what? I don't worry about all that. Guess what? One word from God will 
Shift the way you see your future. Come on, somebody. You'll get a breakthrough in this thing. You could turn life around, but it's up to God. Look what he said. And he said this, and I like this, and I want you to pull, and I'll go back to it. One great Christian author said this. It is a magnificent, wonderful thing to understand Jacob's divine encounter at the river of Jabuk was this. He seen a magnificent defeat of the human soul at the hands of God. A magnificent defeat of the human soul at the hands of God. That's what breakthrough is all about. God breaks through your soulish realm to touch your spirit. I believe this without a shadow of a doubt. The Bible says that when God touched the hollow of a thought, you know, in the Hebrew tradition, even now, they won't eat that piece of meat because it's considered to be sanctified because of what happened in God touching the hollow of, J- of Jacob's thigh. He walked with a limp. Theologians say he walked with a thim- limp the rest of his life. I don't know if he did or didn't. Ain't my business, but here's what I know. When God touches you, something's got to give. And I got news for you. Usually it's your flesh. And when he touched him in the hollow of the thigh, it wasn't revealing the weakness of Jacob. It was revealing the wonderfulness of God. That even in your weakness, God can touch your moment and turn it all around. Even in your weakness, God could come in and change your identity. Even in your weakness, God could come in one touch from God and what? He could change the way you see yourself. He could change the way you feel about yourself. He could change. And you might say, he was limping, but he was not limited. Come on, somebody. He might have been limping in the natural, but he was not stuck from the supernatural. You understand? And I'm not worried about it because here's what I know. When God comes in and touches a matter, something's got to change. Amen? When God comes in and touches your life because he's so big, something's got to change. And if my soul needs a breakthrough, then guess what? God's going to find me. Amen? What you mean your soul? Your mind needs to change. Your will needs to be conformed. Your emotions need to be separate. Something's got to happen. Guess what? God can do it. All you got to do is what? Press in and let him do it. Amen. You got to sometimes get out of the way and let God get in. Jacob needed a breakthrough on the outside, but guess what? He received an even greater breakthrough on the inside. That's the key. Sometimes it seems like pressure. Why is the pressure on the outside? Because God's trying to get your attention on the inside. Trying to invite you in. He needs to be invited in. He ain't coming in just because you, you got a problem. You got to invite God in your situations. You got to invite God in. If you don't invite him in, he ain't coming in. You got to invite him into your thoughts. You got to invite him into the arena's life. You got to invite God in because if you don't invite God, God ain't coming. Here's the biggest thing. Jacob was trying to control his life, but you can't. God controls the life around you. You know, the word in the Hebrew, touched means naga. It means this, refers here to God's special touch. When God touches the earth or a human heart, maybe it causes pain, but here's the key. When God touches it, God's special touch was touching the human heart of Jacob. Might have touched him in the thigh, but it affected his heart, transformed how he seen himself, transformed how he lived. Jacob's limp wasn't about the weakness. It was about God's faithfulness. Here's my thing. Write this down. Don't let a brief glimpse of a shattered past allow you to ruin the perfect picture of the new future. Don't let a brief glimpse of the shattered past allow you to ruin the perfect picture of your new future. You know what I mean by that? I keep doing the same stuff. No, you won't. 
This is the problem. We got to get out of the mindset of continuing to think we're going to function out of the same. Jacob looked through those lion eyes for too long. Jacob looked out of a messed up lens for too long. Jacob would have never become what God called him to be, a nation, a leader, because he had the wrong glasses on. The lens of what he was looking through wasn't right. So God had to what? Change his prescription. He said, you ain't seeing right. You see the way you see, but I need you the way to see I see. And the only way you're ever going to see the way I see is you got to take off what you've been looking through because you're not who you think you are. Come on, somebody. You're not what you think you are. You can see more. Watch this. Here's the thing. Look what Ezekiel 16:63 says in the message. Man, I love this. It says, you'll remember your past life and face the shame of it. Sometimes in life, we've got to face the shame of it to become greater than it. But here's the key. When I make atonement for you, make everything right after all you've done, it will leave you speechless. That's what God said, the master. Ain't that good news? When God's done with you, you ain't even going gonna to be speechless. God, you can turn this thing around. God, you could take 20 years of what I messed up in, turn it around. God, you could take, you could take in one touch from heaven, you could turn around 30 years of the met. You could t- just turn it around. Yeah, I could turn it around. How are you going to turn it around? I'm God. When I'm done getting ready to do what I want to do, but you got to let him in. When I'm done getting ready to do what I'm going to do in your life, it's going to leave you speechless. You ain't going to have words to describe what happened in your life, but you, like Jacob, got to go to prison. Who are you? He he said, ask me a question. You know what he said? He said, Jacob, you don't think God knew who Jacob was? He said, no, reveal with your mouth who you really think you are so I can reveal with my mouth and show you what I made you to be. He said, who are you? He said, I'm a liar. I'm a cheater. I'm a stealer. I'm a thief of a birthright. He said, good. That's who you think you are. But now let me tell you. And you know this thing? I love this mother. Jacob wrestles with God and to the point he said, I can't let you go. Everybody thinks it's spiritual. You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, he's so spiritual. No, he don't want to die. He's like, if I don't get the blessing, I'm going to die. My brother's going to come and kill me. He said, I will give you the blessing of man and the blessing of God. And this is where he really gets much. He said, but I got a question. Who are you? Jacob doesn't just sit there and see himself. He says, but God, who are you? And when God was asked who he was, that's when he said, I bless you. See, God sometimes pulls you in to get you to come out. What do you mean? He said, what you need? He said, who are you? He said, I'm this. He said, no. He said, but who are you? Because I don't see me the way you see me, God. And nobody's been this good to me to reveal something to me I don't know. So I just don't want you to bless me. I want to know you. Because in knowing you, it's going to be revealing of the blessing. See what I'm saying? He said, he said, don't just give me what He said, who are you? Who are you? See, discovery happens like this. Sometimes I get pushed to the breaking point so the real me could come out. He said, God, get me out of me. He said, but who are you? And God said, now I'll bless you. And he said, he's seen God face to face. God touched him and changed him. Because why? He knew he couldn't stay in the place where he was. 
See, sometimes a breakthrough is just the disguised pressure to take you from one season and put you in another season. I think we need to start embracing breakthrough. I'm frustrated where I'm at. Good, it's a good indicator you're leaving this season and going to next season. I'm frustrated right now. I got, I'm so t- pressed in, I feel like my life's on pause. Good, get ready. You get ready to leave this season, go to another season. I'm getting so, I'm so tired of this season, my God, and her good. Guess what? You better get ready. Somebody better buy some new shoes. Why? I'm getting ready to step into my next season. Come on, somebody. This ain't just preacher hype. This is the God's honest truth. Because this is what it is. I'm discomfortable in the natural. That means something's happening in the spiritual. Come on, man. Everything happens in the spirit before something happens in the natural. So if God is going to shift you from one season to the next season, guess what? This season's going to get uncomfortable. Because let me tell you something about God. This is good. God will either move you by choice or by force. I don't understand what you mean. Let my people go. We ain't letting your people go whether you want them to go. Let my people go. We ain't going to let your people go whether you God don't make no sense. He talks to these guys like Moses, like he's out of his mind. Uh, go ask Pharaoh to let you go, but he ain't going to let you go. I would have been like, then why am I going? Why would you waste that? Because I'm going to show you something here. Let my people go. No. And he'd go back again. He said, okay, I hear the cries of my children. He said, he'd go back again. He said, let my people go. He ain't going to let you go, but go ask him anyway. Well, God, why am I? I would have been a complete pain. God would have got, forget it. If it, was, it would have never worked out. Thank God this is working out because I don't have to hear him that loud because I would have been a mess. I'd ask a bunch of questions. Why do I got to go if you're going to say no? That's the New Jersey in me right there. You hear it? Why I got to go if he going to say, no, I don't want to go. You send somebody else. Just go. Let him go. No. All right, here we go. Let him go. No. Let him go. No. When are we going to go? You going to go. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. By choice or by force. Why? Because you can't stay in this season too long. It'll cost you too much. You better write that down. I can't stay in this season too long. It'll cost me too much. Let me tell you something about God. You know, I got people around here. I love them. If you don't obey God in the move, he'll push you out through pain. Yes, he will. I want to stay. Sometimes your faithfulness has cost you a place of pain. Because you stood in a season too long because you're faithful people when God told you to go. When God tells you to go, he don't care about faithfulness no more. He just cares about obedience. I'm going to run up in here. And I'm going to tell you right now, you stay too long in a season God never told you to stay in, he'll drive you out by force, but it's going to cause you pain. Obedience is better than the pain of a matter. So understand to walk obediently before you've got to be forced out of a situation that's going to be painful to your soul. He said, tell the children of Israel what? We going today. Amen. So what did he do? He forced them out of a situation because a timeline of walking in greater success. God will let you stay in this season for so long until the time's up. And when the time's up, he might just force you out. Jacob, you can't stay in that identity no more. All the nation is waiting. As I was with Abraham, I will be with Isaac. I will be with Jacob. What you mean? The lineal, transferable blessing is coming from Abraham to Isaac to 
Jacob and Jacob, you are not ready for what is getting ready to hit your life, keeping that old identity. So I'm getting ready to shift the way you see you so you can carry what I put on you. And you thought you were just uncomfortable. No, you're in transformation. Transformation brings you to a place of discomfort because what God's getting ready to put on you, you got to be ready to handle but you can't handle them with those glasses on. You take those glasses off, get a new prescription. Come on, somebody. You start cleaning your lenses. Cleaning your lenses ain't enough. I got to get a new prescription. I got to see me different. But don't you know who you are? No, I'm not who I think I am. That's why I told you, you got to get somebody to qualify you because you're not safe to think what you want to think about you. Because nobody's lied to you more than you. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Lied to you more than you. So somebody tell me who I am because I don't know who I am. That's what Jacob was saying. Tell me who I am because I got to believe somebody about my future. Let me remember this, guys. Your future is not designed by what you believe. It's designed by who you believe. That's the God's. Go home and meditate on that. Write that down. Your future has never been designed by what you believe. It's designed by who you believe because the things you believe you'll, you'll, you'll abandon, but the things somebody tells you about you be, tells you about you, You'll believe those. Because I don't know if I'm qualified to believe the things I think about me. But once somebody validates me, now I know I can accept it. Jesus got validated when he come up out of water. That's my son. I'm well pleased. The earth heard it. Boom. He needed to hear it, not the earth. <laughs> you better get that. What do you mean he needed to hear it? You don't think he knew he was the son of God? He was God. But something in heaven had to confirm what was happening in the earth for him to believe what he had to hear about himself. Somebody's got to tell me who I am because I'm not safe enough to talk to myself about who I think I am because all I see is my flaws and my failures. And I got news for you. Most of the people that talk to you talk about you in the wrong posture. They talk about you in the wrong place when I wish to God somebody would talk to me about where I'm going. Everybody talks to me where I've been. Somebody tell me where I'm going. Somebody tells me everything about my past performance. Somebody tell me about my future success. Somebody stop reading the manuscript of my past and read the story of my future. Somebody take me for where I am to where I could be. Show me my potential. Unlock something in me. Most people don't talk right to you. They talk to you at the level where they see you. They don't even know how to elevate themselves. That's why you got to watch who you listen to because nobody really knows who I am. I'm a peculiar individual. You are. Something supernatural about you. Somebody tell me, reveal to me, release me, un disconnect me from my past, elevate me to my future. Tell me something I need to hear. Show me who I am. Somebody talk big about me. Talk so big about me, I get scared hearing about myself. Come on, somebody. That's what I need. That's what you need. That's what he was saying. He said, you're a nation. He said, I'm a nation? Well, who is this guy? I'm a liar, a cheater, a healer, and a thief. He said, I was catching the heel. Hosea said this in the womb. He was struggling to come out first. He was a twin. He grabbed his brother's heel and pulled him back in the womb. He said, I got to come out first. He's been struggling all his life. He's a struggler. He's a struggler of identity until God touched him. He never knew who he was. He had the wrong opinion, wrong perspective, wrong mentality, wrong assignment. He was wrong about everything. But guess what? One touch from God turned it all around. I'm telling you, listen to me, there's hope for you. One touch from God turns it around. One touch from heaven. You'll be one guy one minute, and the next guy, next lady, you'll be transformed. How's that happen? Breakthrough hits your life. Look at this. Do you see that? Here, write this down. 
I'm trying to get away from trouble. But everywhere I go, there I am. <laughs> I found out I'm my greatest enemy. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? I'm trying to get away from trouble, but everywhere I go, there I am. Can't get away from myself. What do you mean by that? Look what he said here. He said it in the Amplified. Paul said this. He says, when I arrived in Macedonia, our bodies had no ease, no rest, but we were oppressed. Everywhere I go, I show up. Come on, somebody. <laughs> How many of you trying to get away from trouble? Yeah. Amen? Somebody said, I married trouble. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Come on, you got to laugh. For even when we arrived in Macedonia, our bodies had no ease, no rest, but we were oppressed in every way, afflicted at every turn. How many, don't some of you feel like that? <laughs> Fighting and contentions and dread and fear. But God, who comforts and encourages and refreshes and cheers the depressed, and the sinking, comforted, encouraged, and refreshed, and cheered us by the arrival of Titus. What's that mean? That means they got encouraged. Sometimes it's more than just surrender. It's, it's about obedience. Now, watch this. True conversion and transformation makes it to where I don't want what I used to want, not that I'm overcoming it by staying away from it. A lot of people think they're free in life because they go, well, you know, I'm not going to do that. You're free when you don't want the desire to do that. You know what I mean? Like, go like, I really still want that, but I'm not going to do it. That ain't free. Free is, I don't even want it anymore. That's when transformation kicks in. I want to disconnect from the old mentalities and feelings and desires. Well, how do you get there? God transforms you from the inside out. Think it is. Check this out. In the end, Jacob does what we must do, all of us. He confronts his failures, his weaknesses, his sins, and all things that were hurting him and faces God. Sooner or later, God, bring, you got to go to God with this stuff. This is awesome. What we learned from this remarkable incident in life is this. Jacob is that our lives are never meant to be easy. This especially is true when we take it upon ourselves to wrestle with God and his will for our lives. We also learn that as Christians, despite our trials and tribulations, our strivings in this life, we are never devoid of God's presence. And his blessing inevitably follows the struggles which can sometimes be messy and chaotic. Real growth experiences always involve struggle and pain. Jacob's wrestling with God, that dark night reminds us of this truth. Though we may fight God in his will for us, in truth, God is what? Very good. As believers in Christ, we may struggle with him through this loneliness of night, but at daybreak, his blessings will come. Everybody's in a struggle somewhere. Every, you're struggling. Look, man, look, you know, I was kidding, right? I was playing in the morning. Everybody, like, you know, I went somewhere over the weekend. It was cute. And, these, you know, people got pictures on their walls. And everybody looks like the Waltons. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean by the Waltons? Remember that show? Good night, John boy. Good night, mama. Good night, daddy. Praise be to God. Everything's good. We said our prayers, went to sleep. And, you know, you see a picture at the portrait. Like, you know, the, everybody got that J.C. Penny portrait on the wall. You know what I mean? Wherever you go. You know, God, mama. She's, she's a... Oh, my God, she, she cooks and bakes, and she's a seamstress, and, you know, she cleans the house every day, and you come home, she puts slippers on your feet, and you kick back and read the newspaper. You got Daddy, he works from dusk to dawn, and he, he don't ever get mad. 
He's a nice, calm individual. You know, you got perfect little children. They're braids. You know, the little girl's got the braids, and she's angelic. You know what I'm saying? And they all see these pictures, right? And then you look at your crew. You know, I look at all these pretty churches, you know what I mean? I ride by the pretty church. You know, look at that church. They got 10,000 beautiful members. Hallelujah. Ain't no messes going on over there. And then look what I got. Hallelujah. Amen. No, I'm just kidding. Come on. You do this with your house, amen? I got some messy people, amen? Church is messy. Come on, man. Like, don't you feel like that, son? Don't you feel like that? Because you got a bunch of kids. You know what I'm saying? I can laugh at some of you because I'm with you. You know, my, my kids, they're bouncing off the wall. I'm going to kill you. But they ain't in the parking lot. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to beat you in the head. I'm not telling you who says what. But I, I'm a, uh, you take my stuff, I'm going to choke you out in the back. We got UFC going on in the back of the car. You don't, you don't know what that is? Ultimate fight. They're in choke holds. They're punching one another. Hey, is that happening in your car? I feel better. Am I really dysfunctional or is this really going on at your house? You thought we were the Waltons? Nah, bro. I'm ready to beat those kids. Stuck in the house all day. You know, not beat them in a bad way. The love of God correction. You know, I'm taking, I took, I took the phone away for six years. You ain't getting that thing till you're 30. God almighty, help me. You know what I'm saying? And you think everybody lives in this perfect picture life, don't you? Don't you do this? Because you compare yourself, don't you? Oh, look at their marriage. They must be. Oh, my God. They're like, the, that's Ken and Barbie. I really, I remember one time, I remember the doc was talking about them. I remember saying, they were like Ken and Barbie. They look like Ken. These people look like Ken and Barbara. They're good-looking people. I was like, oh, my God, they, look, they really do. I found out they don't live in no dream house. Because <laughs> remember, Barbie had a dream house? They ain't no dream house, baby. They fight like cats and dogs. They didn't even make it. I was kind of happy. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I was like, praise be to God, I'm normal. I didn't rejoice out loud in front of nobody. Y'all lie. You people lie in church, and it's evil. You should really cut it out. You should stop lying in church. It's bad. It's really bad. It's really bad character. That's why some of you need a breakthrough. You lie in church. I didn't say it out loud, but I was like, they look perfect for crying out loud. They look perfect. Did they ever go through anything? They look like oh, everything's great. Oh, great. We went for ice cream. You know what going for ice cream, what my crew is like? Do you realize the struggle? I'm just going to get some therapy right now because you people, everybody lies in here. How do you all do this and get away with it with the Lord? I want this. I want that. You get what? Ah, ah, ah. It's like there's a fight in the back. Can we just go get ice cream? It's Dairy Queen. There's like rainbow flavors. Everything's great. There's, come on. Everything's like Starburst and rainbows and, you know, all the cherries on top and sprinkles. We're going to get sprinkles. <laughs> sprinkles and syrup and cherry dips, and it's going to be great. It's awesome. This is a great experience. No, no. This is like I need a Xanax or whatever that is. I don't know. The drug people know what I'm talking I don't even know what a Xanax is. But whatever. I need something besides the Holy Ghost because I might hurt somebody. Oh, you all got patience for this? Take my kids out. Come on. They're good. They're good kids. They love God. I love them. I don't get that mad. I'm kind of calm. First 18 times, I think we should be calmer in the place. I'm doing good. And then I go off. It's ice cream. And I look at the picture of the Waltons. We ain't going to make it, babe. 
I'm lucky I'm not in prison, bro. And then I go to the grocery store. Sir, get in the aisle. Stay in the line. Walk on the dots. Don't touch nobody. I need you too, bro. Great. So every day I get out of the insanity. Now, am I telling you it's bad? No. Am I over-exaggerating? Not that much. But what am I learning? I'm learning that we need breakthroughs and area of life because we're going through struggles internally, sometimes with our identity. And I know what Christianity is supposed to look like. You know, Brother Higgins said something so good. He said, oh, you're a Christian? Let me put a tape recorder on you for 24 hours and you come back. I'll show you how much of a Christian you are. And then we all play our tape back and go, I don't look too holy certain days. Amen? Can we all get an amen and just leave it under the blood? Thank you very much. So what do I got to do? I got to remember this. What? You're not a finished product. You're still a work in progress. Write it down. I'm not, next time my wife says something, I'm going to go, hey, babe, I'm not a finished product. I'm a work in progress. Come on, somebody. That's good. That'll get you out of a lot of trouble. Amen? I'm still a work in progress. I'm not a finished product. I'm still a work in progress. Amen? I'm, there's, there's, God's still working on me. Hallelujah. Amen? Ain't he? He's still working on us. I'm still, he's working on me. Amen? Listen to this. I love this, right? Look at Hebrews eleven seventeen. I like that because Abraham was being faith tested with Isaac. You know what I mean? Sometimes you don't realize it's all tests. Remember I told you that? You ever watch that? I got to find that one day. We got to get that clip because all these young people don't even know what that is. Back in the day when we used to watch TV, you'd be watching cartoons or something, and I used to hate it. Be right in the middle of watching something, like, bam, bam, bam. Big old fuzzy screen would come on TV. I don't know why we did it, but this is a test. This is a test of the emergency broadcasting system. This is only a test. I think we were going to shoot off rockets or something around that time. Remember that? Like we were fighting Russia or something. Like everybody got nervous. Like die. I remember we practiced in school, like get under the desk. I'm like, what is a desk getting under this desk going to do if a bomb hits this building? I was always an innovative thinker even before my time. <laughs> you guys got to have fun. Come on, you got tomorrow off. Come on, laugh. Are you getting what I'm saying? Like, quick, get on their desk. Okay. <laughs> A bomb just hit the building, bro. Forget it. We're all gone. Y'all better be saved because you're going to meet your maker and you better be ready. So we used to do this thing. It's a test. It's a test of emergency broadcast. This is only a God is doing that with you on the daily. <laughs> Next time somebody shows up at work and they're flipping you out, you're going to hear this in your head. Next time Pastor Liz goes to the grocery store with me, this is what she's going to hear. This is only a test. Matter of fact, I'm going to use this, and I'll video for you if I remember quick enough. People are going to aggravate me somewhere, okay? And I'm just going to look at them and go, da-da-da. You are only a test. And you ain't a test from the emergency broadcast. They say, you from hell. But I'm not going to say nothing. Because I thought enough stuff in my head, I got to go home and repent right now. Hey, I feel the Holy Ghost. How about you? Glory to God. 
Say, Pastor Chris, you know the word of God? Yeah, I know the word of God. But guess what? Sometimes you try to give me the word of God. When I'm in that moment, I don't want to hear the word of God. Hey, how about you? Amen. Why? Because I'm learning. I'm working through the process of growing in every season of life. I'm not a perfect product yet. I'm still a work in progress. Come on, somebody. Look at this scripture. Why? I'm walking through some tests. But by faith, Abraham, what he was put to the test while the testing of his faith was still in progress. You better write that down. Listen, I'm walking through life. You want to know what? The testing of my faith is still in progress. Do you read that? That's the message Bible. That is strong. Look at that. The testing of my faith. See that? By faith, Abraham, when he was what? Put to the test while the testing of his faith was still in progress. The testing of your faith is still in progress. So don't worry. So if you see it, get a little bit, get back on it. You up your confession. You start seeing it slip, repent real quick, up your confession. I know how to do this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm helping you because we got pressure. And when pressure shows up, you get put to the test. And then you start looking. My love walk needs a little bit. Come on, you little deficient in your love walk? Come on, let's go. Go get 1 Corinthians 13. Read it in the Amplified But Love is kind. Talk to yourself. Love is kind. Love is patient. Love is kind, love is patient. Love never boils over with jealousy. Love never remembers the suffered wrong. Love. Then you got to do it. Like, you know, you all kidding when I said, I love my wife. I love my kids. I got, pa- I got patience for my children. I got patience because we're going to Dairy Queen. <laughs> and I have to have patience. I have patience for Dairy Queen. You think I'm kidding? It'll work. She said, Walmart, I have patience for Walmart. I have patience. You think I'm kidding? You talk to yourself? Everything else is talking to you. You better start talking to yourself. I, have, I love my wife. I love my kids. I love my neighbor who's demon-possessed. <laughs> Come on. You know what I'm saying. I love the guy in the Zoom call that doesn't shut up. The meeting's over. Get out the meeting. Click the thing. Do it on the Zoom. And they got... Does anybody have any more questions on the Zoom meeting? And there he comes. <laughs> oh, my God. Some of you don't know, have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, you, you've been on Zoom meetings for like eight hours, and it's like, I just want to get off. The, yeah, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, great, great, great meeting, guys. Anybody got any more questions? I do. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I'm going to find where you live, and I'm going to kill you. And I'm going to repent. And God's going to forgive me because God's aggravated right now. Because we were just getting ready to get off the call. But you got another question. We don't even have a company anymore. But you got another question. You got any more questions? I'm out of questions. Y'all don't know what I'm talking Oh, you tech guys know what I'm talking about. Let's go on another Zoom call. No, that's okay. My Zoom days are over. I'm done. Send me an email. I'm not going to read it. All right, next. Why? Because everything's testing you. Because pressure's showing up all around you. Now, are you going to break? Which way? Here's the key. Look at this. I'm going to give it to you. We're good. Jeremiah 18, verse 1. Man, I love this. It's the potter's house. I thought of, I don't know, something just caught me. With, I was thinking, I was like, man, I'm still a work in progress. I'm not a finished product. Isn't that freeing? I'm still a work in progress. 
<laughs> some of you need to go back, right? Man, I need some help. It's okay. Look, I'm being serious. It was funny, but I got pressure. And you're going to get pressure. You're going to find pressure. Pressure's coming sooner or later. Pressure, pre- some serious. Now, listen, some pressure's serious. I know I was kind of like goofing around a little bit. It was cute. It was fun because it alleviates the pressure. Some pressure's serious. I don't know if I'm going to make it in this thing. It's all right. Okay? But I'm still a work in progress. That's what you got to leave here with. Because we compare ourselves. It's miserable. I read it. I, you want to see, see what Paul said? Let me show you what Paul said real quick in Romans. Because it really will help you. Then I'll read you this part. It's really important, man. Paul's like, I'm, I'm a mess. I understood it was unregenerated man. It's not man with the Holy Spirit. But we're learning how to grow even when we got the Holy Spirit. Look what Paul said. Did you find that one? Was that, was that the Romans one I gave him? Yeah, Romans 7, 18. Listen to this. Sometimes I feel like I'm in a war and the war is going on on the inside. We'll talk more about it next week. But I got an internal war and so do you. And I got news for you. Even if, now, 7 is without the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, he starts talking about living with the Spirit. Is that okay? Now, we got the Holy Spirit. But I'll tell you right here now, sometimes I feel like this. I realize, look what it says in the message. It says, I realize that I don't have what it takes. Look what it says, I obviously need help. <laughs> you see that? And then I'm going to read Jeremiah real quick. I, want, I don't have what it takes. I can will it, but I can't do it. Doesn't that seem right? Like I'm trying to work on this thing. I decided to do good, but I really don't do it. I decided not to do bad, but I do that anyway. My decisions such as they are don't result in actions. Something has gone wrong deep within me and gets the better of me every time. See, doesn't it feel like, just like Jacob, I got these lens on. Why do I even care about a future? I keep doing the same stuff I did. I keep lying. I keep acting like a fool. He's got got these lenses on. Why should I even dream to be better? Why should I even imagine something's going to change? I see through the same lens I did before. What does it matter? It's not going to make a difference. Why even care? This marriage goes right back to where it started. This thing goes like that. My finances disappeared. My job doesn't get out. My mind, I can't get out of this prison. I feel like I'm trapped in. I'm in this place. I'm stuck stuck and I can't get out and it, why even try it happens so regularly that it's almost predictable the moment I decide to do good sin comes in and trips me up I truly delight in God but it's pretty obvious that not all of me joins in the delight parts of me covertly rebel they're on like curve, they're on operations to, does that make sense? It's almost there and they're trying to mess me up. And when I least expect it, it takes charge. I've tried everything and nothing helps. I'm at the end of my rope. Is there no one who can do anything for me? Isn't that the real question? The answer, thank God, is Jesus Christ can and does. He acted to set things right in this life of contradictions where I want to serve God with all my heart mind, but I'm pulled by the influence of sin to do something totally different. He can help you, but you got to let him in. Look at this, man. Jeremiah 18.1. We're looking at this in the Message Bible. I like the way it reads. That's why I've been using the message a little bit more. Look at this, right? God told Jeremiah, he said, Jeremiah, so you got a tough time, kid. You're in the process. You're pressed. He said, yeah. 
He said, get up on your feet and go to Potter's house. When you get there, I'll tell you what, you ha- what I have to say. He said, go down to the Potter's house. He gets to the Potter's house. Look what it says here. He tells Jeremiah, so I went to the Potter's house. And sure enough, the potter was there working away at his wheel. Listen to this. Whenever the pot, the potter was working on, turned out badly, as sometimes happens when you're working with clay, the potter would simply start over and use the same piece of clay to make another pot. That's the message that came to Jeremiah. This was what God said. He said, can I do just that? What the potter does with the clay? With my people? Can I just watch what that potter does? In the same way the potter works with his clay, I work on you. So maybe he just, maybe he put you on the wheel and just started spinning it a little bit. And as he started spinning it, you got a little smudged. He didn't throw the clay away. He just said, let's get back to the wheel and start working on that a little bit. Maybe you got a little bit of a rough edge. You ever watch those people work with it? They go dipping in the water. Funny how it's water, ain't it? They go dipping in that water like the Holy Ghost. So you got a little bit of smudge right there. Let me smooth you over. He cranks that wheel up, right? He said, wait, wait. He said, oh, wait, wait. We got a little bit. We got to put a little, little, little. We got to fix that right there. We got to fix that right there. And what do they do? They put a little indentation. Next thing you know, that thing starts turning into a vase. That thing that looked like a lump of clay, he starts working on the wheel. He said, put a little bit more water of that Holy Ghost on you. Let me wash you a little bit with that word. Some of you got a little bit of attitude adjustment you need. He said, spin that wheel up a little bit. Let me just, let me just spin that pot. But here's what I do. He takes that clay. You know what he does with it? He don't throw it away. He reworks it on the wheel. He starts reworking you on the wheel. Until it comes out just the way it's supposed to. But here's what I love. You ready for it? Hey, Jacob, we're giving you another shot again. Stop telling me who you were and start seeing what I created you to be. Stop telling me, listen to me, stop telling me who you think you are. I'm getting ready to reveal to you who you really are. That's what you're getting ready for. And he's going to put you on the wheel just a little bit and spin you a little different. He don't throw that clay away. He reworks it on the wheel. I'm telling you, listen, and they give him a brand new beginning. And that's why you're walking in this season of breakthrough. I don't care what it was. He's getting ready to give you a brand new beginning. I promise you that. And all you got to do is press for it, believe in it, expect it, and what? Receive it. Because today is going to be a brand new day of breakthrough for you. Because I don't care what it was, he's getting ready to turn everything around. And I got news for you. You couldn't undo what he's getting ready to do because he spoke it about you before you ever showed up. I promise you this. It's a brand new wheel. It's a brand new day, but it's the same piece of clay. Don't you ever forget it. He ain't done with you. He ain't finished. I said it's a brand new wheel, and it's a brand new day, but it's the same piece of clay. He ain't done with that thing. He's not done with your marriage. He's not done with your finances. He's not done with your body. He's not done with your mind. You ain't leaving the earth. He's got success waiting for you. He's got breakthrough waiting for you. And all you got to do is believe it and expect it, and something's got to change because why? He's God. 
and he's still working on the wheel of success for your life. Come on, stand up on your feet. Lift your hands to heaven and thank him this morning. God ain't done with me. I might not be perfect, but I'm still in the process. Come on, say it out loud. I might not be perfect, but I'm still in the process. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.